0: Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca Wheel. I am a director at World Game Changers and today I am joined by Paul, Paul Lowe. Welcome Paul.
1: Muchas gracias.
0: (laughs) How are you today?
1: Terrible, thank you.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Um, So today we are going to do all sorts of deep dives around Alice in Wonderland and I mean, where do we start here, Paul? You know, we talk a lot about rabbit holes, don't we? Going mm-hmm. down rabbit holes. Um, I was thinking about this. You know, Alice starts her journey by going down a rabbit hole. Mm. And I was thinking about, you know, the conversation and where where it will take us. And, you know, we don't we never know. Um, and that's kind of like the the definition of a rabbit hole, isn't it? You go down there, it's kind of into the abyss, it's into the unknown. Um What do you what are your thoughts around? Can you choose to go down a rabbit hole or does it just happen? Do do you just get
1: taken there? Great question. And before we dive in on that, let's uh, just hold that thought for a moment, because I want to really take this um, intriguing journey, listeners, to another level by saying when Alice in Wonderland met Steve Jobs. Now, there's a combination Mm. And, I've, you know, I've done something over the uh, last couple of days that I don't normally do. This has really captured me for some reason. And I've actually done something, horror of horrors, called research around it. You know, and it's like I just do not. I, the last time I did research around the podcast was on the very first episode, which was 523 episodes ago. Wow. <laughs> and I did some, re- in fact, no, research is not the right. I made some notes. I mm. can remember it was a solo and i did uh, eight pages of notes of what i was going to say and i'd got it planned to the nth degree and then i was fumbling when i pressed the record button it was i was fumbling and bumbling and it's oh you know what just rip all these up and just dive in because yeah. i literally went down so many rabbit holes which brings us nicely back to your question you'll have to refresh my memory again what was your exact question
0: well the exact question was Can you decide to go down a rabbit hole or do you just get taken?
1: Would you put your hand in the fire? Pardon? Would you put your hand in a fire?
0: Very quickly, because I know that if you do it really quickly, you don't get (laughs) burnt.
1: Right, okay. That's so the answer to that's a good answer because the answer to your question, Rebecca, is how long's a piece of string? We're always looking for that definitive polarized binary answer aren't we you know in marketing terms that silver bullet that one thing that will give us that it's either black or white it's either day or night you know that polarized rich poor this is why you and i have spoke quite a lot around the paradoxes that go with taoism for example there isn't a right there isn't a wrong Now, in some respects, listeners, you might say that's a bit of a politician's sit-on-the-fence answer. You haven't committed yourself. You know, do we deliberately go down rabbit holes or do we have a choice? Um, Yes and no. Yeah,
0: I did that. I was just thinking yes and no, and then you said it. Um, It's that paradoxical nature, isn't it? And I think that's that's what's so intriguing about Alice in Wonderland because... Mm. It's this nonsensical world, completely, you know, gobbledygook nonsense. But somehow it holds some kind of deep wisdom because there's a lot of paradoxes. Um,
1: At the risk of, uh, yeah, okay, at the risk of nothing, Paul, at the risk of nothing. (laughs) I love that saying, at the risk of nothing. Um, I want to kind of frame that and offer this, Rebecca, if I may, and it is an offer, To say that in some respects, this even this energy, this dance around what we're talking around. And I'm going to introduce a word in terms of Alice in Wonderland, which a few people might find a bit alarming called logic, because when Lewis Mm. Carroll wrote it, there was intended logic in there. You know, that logic and that wisdom, does that not kind of and the contrast of this whole whimsical, wondrous creative let's go down a rabbit hole does that kind of not reflect the dance that you and i have regularly
0: Mm. Mm. yeah and and also that brings like into mind the riverbank and the flow Mm. and i feel like any any uh kind of i don't know anything that is um really uh creative or um because the 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 flow the river the water kind of is all over the place isn't it Mm. so it kind of goes everywhere and it's kind of just but without that riverbank it's too chaotic Mm. but then the riverbank holds it in a place where then it can dance and flow and 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 you know um and the two together is uh really powerful But both each kind of just on their own, you know, the riverbank just kind of is is solid, but there's no kind of fluidity there. And then the water is the chaos, but then it gets held by the riverbank. So Mm. it's like the yin and yang as well.
1: Yeah. So metaphorically, then I suppose you could have a really soft riverbank, with some really hard flow down maybe that's another conversation another time let's get yeah. back to when, when <laughs> Alice met Steve it's yeah. almost a bit like when Harry met Sally yeah <laughs> or maybe it's not who am I to judge um in terms of that logic um, and that riverbank Rebecca you've it seems so strange calling you Rebecca but that is your name after all it is or, or, or your my professional, formal name your formal my professional
0: name, name. <laughs> Maybe it's
1: Alice from here on in. Maybe. (laughs) Or Penny. Um, Maybe allow me to be that riverbank. Okay. And approach this wondrous topic. Wondrous. Yeah, you like that word, don't you? You really like that word, wondrous. This wondrous topic with why, with what, why, and how. That's a structure, isn't it? That's an approach. Because the thing is, we've got so many things here that we're going to be. I know we're going to be. And honestly, listeners, you know, when we jump on a podcast with a guest or when I do, and certainly the ones with Rebecca, and we've done many now, we, we know each other so well that you can kind of. Say how long the conversation's going to be? You know, thirty minutes, forty minutes, because we know the topic area, we know how each other reacts, thinks, etc. Within reason, uh, within a great deep reason. I've got to confess on this one, I've got a clue how long this one'll last, because there mm-hmm. are is a whole field of rabbit holes here, and I haven't got a clue how deep they are. Mm. That's what makes it wondrous. <laughs> yeah (laughs) okay so let's start with the what then if you could indulge me rebecca on this kind of dare i say this riverbank this masculine approach of you know um having a structure in place so the what let's give a little context listeners to the what is alice in wonderland what's interesting for me lewis carroll wrote it in 1865 yeah, Something very, very close to my heart was also formed in 1865 called Nottingham Forest Football Club. Wow. Mm.
0: Wow. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Oh. And just as a as a quick sort of recap on what Alice in Wondering Land... Wondering Land. Maybe I was right <laughs> there. Maybe I was right. Um, it details the story of a young girl, obviously called Alice, who falls through a rabbit hole, into a fantasy world of weird and wondrous creatures. The tale does play with logic too, so it's appealing to adults as well as to children, and the book has been transcribed into 174 languages. Alice Through the Looking Glass followed in 1871. It stood the test of time, hasn't it?
0: yeah it really has
1: it stood the test of time it has to have something magical whimsical wondrous about it and 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 listeners i don't know particularly listeners in dare i say that more masculine energy how that lands with you when you when you hear words like wondrous whimsical magical i know for years i would have i wouldn't have engaged in a podcast like this i'd have shut it right down Mm. it's hocus pocus it's nonsense You're in cuckoo. You've been smoking some funny cigarettes, or you've you've had one gin and tonic too many, or whatever the you know, or whatever it is. But it brings in Rebecca, does it not? This whole concept of to quote a Gerverism, childlike curiosity.
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah, it captures the imagination because yeah, and when we're children, we are you know creating worlds and lands and invisible friends and like so much the imagination in in a child is kind of off the scale it, it there's no limits to it mm. um and um it's interesting actually because I have a few quotes that really captured me when I was looking at Alice in Wonderland and one of them is as curiouser and curiouser um another one is nothing's impossible um and yeah that childlike curiosity is is uh, i think something that is really really um is really what captures people's hearts with alice in wonderland because there's a freedom in going into a world where it's magical and wondrous and you know even if there are some people who are kind of like oh you know i don't i'm not sure about that i don't really like you know mm-hmm. there, i think i feel that there's a part of everyone that is 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 drawn to that because yep. there's such a freedom in it.
1: Yeah, and it's that, you know, the risk of sort of generalising, uh, and that can be dangerous to make those assumptions, but that kind of conditioning that stops us, and particularly, you know, I'll speak about my own kind of very strong masculine defensive energy for decades of, nope, I'm not having that nonsense. That's mm. for women and kids would have been my response. Right, But actually... Do you know what, guys? And I say guys stroke very strong masculine energy. Are we not women and kids as well? Or parts yeah. thereof? Mm. If we if we really did, really did sort of start to peel back the layer, look in the mirror, and be honest with ourselves, Alice, through the looking glass. Mm. Are we not or do we not have that feminine energy, that childlike curiosity? Because I'll tell you what, I'll take responsibility and say I do. And boy, what a wondrous, wondrous w- world we're to live <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> that's. I think that's such an important message for for people, especially you know men, to hear, um, because we're not these. You know, p- uh, we're not into just a box of that's exactly what you know one person is. Um, but there, there's a fluidity within us, and and also we've all been ch- children. There's no one that hasn't been a child. We've all mm. we've all been children, and we've all we're all able to relate to feminine and masculine, and to yeah. Sorry, go ahead. You
1: no no. It just it just reminded me when you were speaking there about my late mother and one of the things she consistently said to me from childhood, uh, right and through till um, when when she passed, and she said. Paul, men never grow up and you've got no chance. And I said, <laughs> you know what, Ma? That is the greatest compliment you've ever paid me. And she said, and, and she used a few expletives. We don't keep out, but it wasn't men's compliment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now get out, get out. Yeah. yeah. What um, is interesting though? Like what is growing up like? It's is a funny know. thing, isn't it? Is you think, oh yeah, you grow up. Okay, so physically we grow up but like what is the actual you know it, it kind of insinuates that you 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 kind of become serious and you lose that playfulness and that fun almost doesn't it there's a kind of sense that it's like this thing that yeah. You know, becoming an adult is like this thing where you 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 know you, you lose all of that that magic in a way.
1: Yeah definitely and i think as as beings irrespective of whether we you know these you listen listeners you know my views on labels rebecca we've we've had this conversation a, a million billion trillion zillion times um, brackets many that you know what are these things called labels they're they societal stepping stones for uh, you know for me when we look at the six human needs it meets that first need of certainty oh i can put you in a box because you are young you are female you wear a hoodie you do this you do that you hang around on the street corner ergo you are bang okay now i've 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 got you summarized now, so I don't have to think about you or worry about you in any respect, shape or form, because I know where you land in my model of the world. The problem is my model of the world is not a true model of the world. And then when I find out that actually this young person on a street corner with a hoodie, duh, 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 that most might draw a conclusion is inverted commas up to no good. Well, actually, that beautiful young person's just come from the gym and is waiting on the corner to meet her grandmother so she can carry her shops. But no, no, we've made we haven't factored in. We've made a judgment within our model of the world, and this is why uh, I want to call you Webecca, Webecca, we sure.
0: I when I was younger, I used to say W instead
1: of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the bit of deja vu grouping in there, methinks. So. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I mean, this whole thing of stripping out labels around, it doesn't matter what they are because surely as energy, as spirits, as beings, you know, we're in this body at this moment in time, which might be male, female or, or whatever it is, you know, it's, there are many variations there of nowadays. And that's a whole new separate conversation, mm being respectful to all beings. Um, but this simplicity, and it is simplicity. And, you know, the, the Lewis Carroll is underpinned by simplicity, which by definition makes it very complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because, you know, the simplicity mm-hmm. of stripping labels out, my world is very simple. Maybe my mother's right. You are one of those most simple character I'll ever meet, but you drive me nuts because I can't fathom you out. Well, that's another paradox, surely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, sorry. I I want to read you a quote, which was my favourite quote. And this is before Alice goes into the rabbit hole. Mm. She says, if I had a world of my own, everything would be nonsense. Nothing would be what it is, because everything would be what it isn't. And contrary wise, what is, it wouldn't be. And what it wouldn't be, it would, you see. I, I, get just that was so, yeah. I get it. So, yeah, yeah, me I get too. It. Yeah, there's. It's so funny because there's such truth to it. There's such truth to it, but at the same time, it's it it, it appears nonsense, and yeah. and those two pieces existing in the same space is what makes it like resonant. I think.
1: But that word nonsense, no sense. Nonsense. Mm. How many times, listeners, have you, in whatever context, whatever situation, said to yourself because of something that's come out of the blue that's taken you by surprise, you know, and you say it just doesn't make sense and it puts you in bad space because it hasn't, because of that nonsensical event? It wasn't in your model of the world. It wasn't in your script. It's took you by surprise. It's turned your world upside down. You know, loss of a job, moving house, breakup of relationship, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, um, I can remember, you know, when when my ex-wife and I lost our first child, you know, I, I can remember then. This just doesn't make sense. There's all these people in the world abusing kids. And yet we want a kid to love, a child to love and nurture. And we can't have that. It just doesn't make sense. I can remember those words. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It was well. part of the story I created at the time. And um, so, you know, I just kind of want to flag that up, that nonsense, because get used to nonsense in the world. Get used to uncertainty because it's one of the few realities that we can pin our that we could truly pin our hopes on yeah or our realities, should i say but we That's don't true. we don't mm. we go for the nice warm tried and tested let me stay in my comfort zone let me let me opt for certainty as my biggest need um, and please listeners i i sincerely hope this doesn't come across as being judgmental stereotyping generalizing this is as a basis of having literally thousands and thousands of conversations with people over the years from all walks of life. So it doesn't fit a nice, nice, neat and tidy model. It's, it's something that, you know, really has held water over the years. I want to go on to the why, Rebecca, the why of this particular situation. This, you know, when Alice in Wonderland met Steve Jobs. Why? Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland represents Wonder the child's struggle to survive in a confusing world of adults. Mm. Dare I say this need for certainty to understand our adult world? Alice has to overcome the open-mindedness that is characteristic for children. Apparently, adults need to live by rules. Mm. Any thoughts on that, Alice? <laughs> <laughs>
0: interesting, yes, I feel that uh you know uh, children are kind of taken through these um constrictions as a ch- as a child by adults and you know that to a certain degree that they need that you know they, they can't just be kind of run riot and um they need the those those lessons. Um, But, yeah, I feel like there is definitely, um, you know, rules. Rules uh, are an interesting one, aren't they? Because um, I guess rules can constrict things. And unless we have the awareness to, to dance with the rules or at least to be aware of what the rule is there, why the rule is there, and kind of question them and not always, you know, this is this is the rule and that's what it's always going to be. I think that that's when it comes uh, rigid. So, um, yeah, I think there's definitely a fluidity um, and a creativity within children that um, can get suppressed by adults, you know,
1: yeah. Mm. So that brings us on to the how. That brings us on to the how. And this is probably the last point, listeners, where I wear that more structured, masculine. Cause I'm really going to start going down some rabbit hole soon. So mm. but I, I offer this. So how? How can the story serve us? Because ultimately mm. in this in this incarnation called the human body, this you know, where we are now. Surely one of the biggest questions we 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 ask ourselves is: Is my story serving me? What script? What what conditionings? What beliefs? What awareness do I have? Whatever they are, the big question is: are they serving me? Is it serving me? Is my life good? Am I inverted, commas? happy whatever happiness mm. is mm. so yeah any thoughts on that rebecca for i uh i've certainly got a, well, quite a few bullet points and i'm i know without a shadow of a doubt you have too you will have trillions of them <laughs> <laughs> um okay
0: well firstly uh i feel like for, for a lot of for a lot of my life i wasn't even aware of that kind of concept or that reality I guess that truth that we we exist in our you know from our perspective in our world and we we have stories and beliefs uh that aren't the truth so for a lot of my life um I didn't actually have that awareness so I feel like it starts with the awareness to know that our life is actually run by our beliefs and the stories that we tell ourselves and then once that awareness around that as a concept is there then we can start to have a look at okay so what is what what are those beliefs what are those stories where did that come from is that serving me and then change create some change um so that was the piece about the the uh, the stories and serving. Was there something else, sorry, that you, you touched upon there? Or was that, I feel like I I've gone know. down a rabbit hole. That's <laughs> fine.
1: That's fine. We, we <laughs> won't justify. We won't, we're just, you know, we're in flow, whatever, whatever. Yes, yes. Um, and all yes. that we ask listeners is, you know, if it you find it confusing, that's great because to quote the enigmatic Tony Robbins, confusion comes before a breakthrough. Indeed. But we don't like confusion, do we? We don't Mm. like because we're conditioned. We want life to run very linear, very smooth, very silk, silky smooth, etc., etc. It ain't like that, like that. However, we there
0: must be a part of us that does like confusion because otherwise we wouldn't be drawn to things like Harry Potter, Alice in Wonderland, you know, Lord of the Rings, all of these mystical, magical worlds there is an element of confusion in those worlds so I feel like there is a part of us that's curious about confusion
1: yes but let's put Um, that in context then so when you're watching a film a fantasy film Alice in Wonderland for example you're still in control of it you're watching the film when it's happening to you you've got no control there's a big difference So, yes, we can escape by watching soap operas, by watching Harry Potter's, Alice in Wonderland's, whatever the escapism is, because we can be a part of that world. But the reality is that uncertainty of what's coming in in that film, we can control it because if we don't like it, we switch the TV off or we leave the cinema. When life's happening to us, though, rather than through us we haven't got that control why does this always happen to me this is this is nonsense you see the difference there's a big difference when you're watching the tv you can control it and you can then escape on your terms when life comes along in reality and deals with you in in a way that it does or she does ah that's a different story and that's why i'm a great advocate of the adage let life happen through you not to you
0: mm. for you as well because for you is mm. choosing to is kind of choosing to see the synchronicities and the signs and and um the different um It's choosing your
1: your 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 stories and your beliefs as well, mm. isn't it? And I don't know why when you were saying that just there something came into my mind. And she's, you know, I'm a great fan of her previous work, as you know, Catherine Tate. I just love Catherine Tate's earlier work. And um, and when you were speaking there, and I've got no connection, and they talk about going down another rabbit hole. I just felt, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, let's move on from that. Because I think, you know, with all these beautiful things, and this is the this is the beauty, listeners, is it not, of childlike curiosity? There's no justification. There's no rationality. It is what it is, to quote a well-known cliché. Whereas as we get older, these rules that Lewis Carroll kind of, you know, alluded to, and this logic, it, we've got to be able to make sense of it. We've got to be able to control it. We've got to be able to work it out that for me is because of the uncertainty that is created in our world as we get more real experiences breakup of relationships death you know whatever that context that massive change that takes place as we progress through the journey of life imparts upon us and that conditioning you know of people letting us down you know we create a whole new belief system a whole new belief system and we leave that trusting, beautiful, loving, childlike curiosity behind. So I think it's time to get to quote John Major from the eighties. It's time to get back to basics. Surely, let's mm. let's learn to. I want to do a podcast. Rebecca called "Kiss the Sun and Touch the Moon."
0: Yeah, that's a great uh, title
1: and uh, idea. Yeah, and, and do you know why? I don't even know why. Because it's in my heart, and that's mm. all. And in short, ultimately, you know, despite all the drudgery and all the tears and all the heartache and all the major, major, major problems we're encountering on a macro level in the world today. And even though, you know, sort of more closer to home where loved ones are being lost or in, you know, um, you know, really, really challenging illnesses and, you know, everything that goes with that, you know. I've and believe me, listeners. You know my script, and this is certainly not about me. You know my story. I'm just one small example of of millions and millions and millions of people throughout this world that actually chose to have a different story. In fact, chose yeah. to have no story at all.
0: Blank slate.
1: Blank slate. Yeah. Yeah. Blank slate. So, how can the story servers? I want to start. I don't know whether to call you Rebecca, Webecca, Alice. I don't know what to call you anymore. I don't, anyway, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anything. Would you answer to anything? Probably not. I mean, maybe. Who knows? So, anything. <laughs> how can the story servers? <laughs> I want to start with the Cheshire cat, because you're smiling and grinning like a Cheshire cat. What does those two words... I love
0: the Cheshire cat.
1: <laughs> I thought you might do so now, and you're smiling like a Cheshire cat at the moment. Go on, start us off on this one. Start us off on the Cheshire cat. So the Cheshire cat
0: comes and goes, doesn't it? It kind of appears and comes out with these kind of little... Uh, I don't know, just these remarks and and kind of, again, that word nonsensical, like, words. And I think the Cheshire Cat comes in when Alice is uh, she's trying to find her way, but the Cheshire Cat asks, well, where are you going? She says, I, d- I don't know, or something. She says, I don't know where I'm going. So that, I think the Cheshire Cat says something like, well, then you can go down any path if you don't know where you're going yeah. um yeah so yeah but the Cheshire Cats uh yeah I just love the energy of the Cheshire Cat it's kind of playful and kind of jokey and um almost taunting a little bit isn't it mm. uh
1: yeah in yeah, a but all...
0: in a funny way
1: yeah yeah I love that um yeah If you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't what path you take. Yeah. So that kind of what that says to me in many respects is if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And that really goes back to what you said at the top of the conversation, doesn't it, around the riverbanks and the flow. Because without that kind of guidance, that, you know, that that way ahead, that intention, that riverbank, it's just all over the place. Yeah. You know, we're like yeah. a metaphoric ship in, in life's stormy seas. We've got no rudder. We've got no direction. And we don't stand for something. We've got no course. And that's why I always advocate it's so important. You know, <coughs> People, I think generally, we're looking, humans, we're looking for that that definite tell me how it's going to be, that need for certainty again. But if we haven't got that rudder on our ship of knowing that purpose and the way we get that is, and, and we, we want that definite answer of, oh, this is what I'm going to do. We want the answer and the, the rubber stamping that it's going to be okay before we take the journey. It doesn't yeah. work that way. We want to see it,
0: to believe it, don't we? Yeah. Whereas actually to believe something, then you start seeing it. Yeah. And I think that that's the same kind of similar idea around that because, yeah, exactly as you're saying, you know, people feel like that if they want to achieve something, they need to know how they're going to do it or they need, you know, but actually the belief, just the the pure belief of, you know, I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. But having the belief to just know, yeah, it will be the thing paradoxically that means that you will know how.
1: And that for me, Rebecca, is called purpose. And that's why that for me, one of the three pillars of life is purpose. The first one is purpose. You know, you might be totally, totally unsure about is it a good idea? Well, in the absence of a good idea, go with it. Because experience will soon show you that whether it was a good or not so good idea rather than, well, you Mm. know, and trying to work it out in your head. No, don't create a purpose, something that's kind of lighting you, you know, get in touch with that inner feeling, that energy, that vibration that's saying, wow, do you know what? Even though my head and my peers are saying this is wrong, this feels really, really, really good inside because mm. i know this is my life's purpose and i, I speak from experience here because i've had this all my life i've had this all my life swimming against the tide people think i'm crazy think i'm nuts and we'll come to that with some of the quotes in in, in a while not least from steve jobs mm. um so there's this whole thing but we there again we're not conditioned to trust our own heart to trust our own intuition we're conditioned to go with the masses you know Mum said that dad said that you know, Pierce said that. Siblings said that. Duh, 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 the doctor said that. The teacher said that. The farmer said this. Yeah. And yeah. we go with it. And it's like, it's and once you start going, oh, you see, I knew. Oh, you take after your, you, you after your your uncle. Your uncle was always a rebel. <laughs> you know things <laughs> like it's okay. And
0: and we're almost so deep within it that we don't actually. It's like we need to kind of step outside of ourselves, remove ourselves from ourselves, to really be able to see it. Because I think a lot of the time that we do believe that you know, oh, well, the teacher said this, and the 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 you know, this is the way that what you should do. You know that that word should, or you know, we we just have this this idea of what is maybe even expected of us, or what you know, the people around us are. are, are we have this kind of invisible pressure that actually no one's actually putting on really. But, I mean, maybe in some cases that that's the case, but um, mm. there is this kind of, yeah, this, 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 uh this conditioning of, of what the way is or what, you know, you do this and then you do this and then you do this. And, mm. uh, and uh, until we can actually, I know it sounds a bit strange, but separate ourselves from ourselves, take mm. that, step away and that's what meditation does you know we've talked about that before you know creating those gaps um and and I'm really that perspective of almost nothing looking down on not looking down but just looking at who we are Mm. creating the more gaps we can actually create from from ourselves if this makes any sense to, yeah. uh, to to really see what we're doing and, yeah. to, and to get in tune with our heart and remove all the noise because mm. a lot of the time it's like the the heart is kind of this this steady whisper and it's always there and there's always that kind of intuition and the deep knowing and but the 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 world, especially today with technology, social media, you know, we're constantly on the phone and looking, scrolling through things. And, you know, sometimes I'm like I, I I'll I'll be doing something, right? And it's like uh I don't know, a task for a couple of minutes and I'll I'll I will i i can not like I feel like I need something like noise. So I put like a podcast on. And but but if you do that all the time, you're not actually sitting with your own thoughts and feelings. So, um, but anyway, I feel like I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole. Yeah, massive but...
1: rabbit hole there. Massive <laughs> rabbit hole. But why not? Why not?
0: Why not? But I think my point is to to get quiet. Uh, you know, t- and I think that that's what's missing in a, in a lot of people's lives is that that space and that quietness. I, I, you know every day I feel like it is a practice that that for me anyway I know that that practice of meditation and prayer every single day is is so uh, is I can't even explain how I don't even want to say the word helpful but do you know what I mean I just mm. it's just such a, to to be in that stillness and to be connected with that feeling and with the heart and with the with source with the universe and with mm. what's going on internally but also externally at the same time is so I, important
1: i want to share a, uh, i've had a conversation with my oldest daughter um over the last couple of days we was on about like when there was when there was kids the three of them used to come stay with me um, just after uh, me and the mother split and anyway so we, I used to live near a country park with what was then my fiance and, uh, and the kids used to, and there was only little, you know, I don't know, um, four, six and eight, something like that. And as we used to go around this country park, I used to tell them stories. And one day I told him about this story around when I used to swim up waterfalls. Wow. You used to swim up a waterfall dad yeah yeah what was it like when you got to the top I don't know I never got to the top why Dad? why didn't you get to the top because usually there was an alley dial coming down the stream down the and, and I had to, I had to wrestle with the alley dial or was it a crocogator I can't remember <laughs> but anyway and then then what i had to do so i was busy doing that halfway up well didn't you fall to the bottom no no i didn't have time i was too busy and then just as i'd finished you know with the alley dial or the crockigator what i did then was my mobile rang. yeah but daddy did have a mobiles in those days when you were young <laughs> well how old do you think i am oh you're ancient what does ancient mean oh i don't know my teacher said ancient this morning. I don't know what she was on about. And I said, did you ask her? No, I don't like her. And, you know, and the, the child's going down in, you know, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I said, the reason, anyway, when I'd finished wrestling, I said I had to go and play for England at football. Because they wanted me on a substitute off time. Did you play football for England? I did. Yeah, I did, babes. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever score goals? Oh, I can't can't remember. I scored that many. Oh, tell us about one of them, Dad. Tell us about one of the goals you scored. Once, I scored 100. Oh, no, sorry. That was run for England at cricket. Wow, you played cricket for England? Oh, I was all over the place. And Amy, my eldest, she like, yeah, you're certainly all over the place, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was about eight or nine at the time. Yeah, she was only young anyway, but she had that real awareness about her, you ah. know, to say, mm, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess when they're a lot younger, they just go with it and they're like, oh, wow, and they get kind of, you know, but but then there's, you know, a, 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 an age where they can kind of have the awareness to to see it kind of going all over the place.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and part of that conversation uh, with my eldest this weekend, Amy was, um, she used to watch a programme as a kid called the Wuzzles, and on there they had a puff Italian and used to have bumbly lines. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to leave it there because you know we don't want to go down too many rabbit holes. <laughs> well, maybe we do, but we've got many more to visit yet. So mm. let's pick up Cheshire Cat. Let's let's come to the Cheshire Cat's tea. This is where Lewis Carroll, for me, was a genius, mm-hmm. and this is something, Rebecca, that you know. Oh, it seems so strange calling you Rebecca. I can't call you Rebecca. With call all me
0: anything. that was, an... I like that.
1: Okay, <laughs> listen. Anything? <laughs> I think your father might have something to say about that. I'll check <laughs> in with him next time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the cat's teeth. The cat's teeth. And I noticed uh, or remarked upon it at the top of this conversation because obviously we're on video as well around the big Cheshire Grin smile you've got, you know, that real kind of natural joy, that kind of child eyes are wide, childlike curiosity, big grin, that natural joy. Mm. And that went really, you've heard me speak about this so many times in kind of, um, you know, when we look in the mirror kiss the mirror louise hay mm. was a great advocate of it um well not exactly kiss the mirror but something very similar yeah. uh but that self that positive self-fulfilling dialogue but when you look in the mirror so when you look in the mirror again rebecca i was going to say to have a shave no that that no that's paul that's you that has the shave See, well, i'll this...
0: put my eyebrows in the mirror so we can that's equivalent
1: <laughs> yeah that's equivalent i want to come to eyebrows in a moment OK, This we're going off. to another rabbit. But hold that thought. Eyebrows. I'm intrigued. Yes. Intrigued. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but when you imagine, listeners looking in the mirror, male, female, the gender is totally irrelevant. And you look in there and you've got just put this no matter how you're feeling. And yes, even if you have to force it, even if you have to fake it. Put this big, cheesy child Cheshire Cat grin on. And see what it does to you naturally, even though you don't want to do it because you feel angry because of whatever reason, you just had a new gas bill come through the door. And, you know, I don't know, you, you miss your train and you can't get into whatever it is. I don't know, but force, if you have to, and just force that grid and look in that mirror. And I bet you there's, a, there's an internal reaction that, you know, and and, and the ego want to fight it or oh, grow up, grow up. Stop being so stupid, Paul.
0: Yeah, you know, you're in your late
1: twenties. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Mm. You know, and all this silliness.
0: Yes, and and that's actually that's funny because I um, I remember hearing once that if you start laughing when you're you know just just laugh, and then you'll actually like if just force it, and then you actually will start laughing um and so I it's a similar it's the same thing isn't it it's it's um and your body doesn't really know the difference and I think that's you know a lot of the time we have this inner dialogue and we feel like that's I don't know I I just remember I remember here I remember something about like um Actually, it was Marissa Pia. You know, you you've heard of Marissa Pia, and she talks about, um, you know, she's when she's giving talks, she'll get everyone to close their eyes, and she'll get everyone to imagine. A lemon and cutting open a lemon and the and the zestiness and then um, bringing that lemon to 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 your mouth and 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 chewing on that lemon and really smelling that lemony smell that zestiness and your body naturally cr- starts to create saliva. There's no re- there's no lemon. It's not real, you know. But but our body physiologically it will it will listen to every single thing as it's as as if it were real. So we might as well play with it exactly like the the smiling if you start to smile your body is going to say oh okay maybe we're happy maybe we're we're in a good space so I feel like there's such an opportunity to play with this um but we we you know t- we tend to kind of just think oh you know I'm in this we, we feel there's no um there's no options sometimes you know yeah. we, we feel yeah. like if we're in a bad mood we're just in a bad mood there's nothing we can do but actually we can play maybe with it
1: that's um that's kind of around the placebo effect isn't it you tell you what was going through my uh my creative mind there as you were speaking anything <laughs> was um I don't know what was going through I was going to sing a song it was a manilo Barry Manilo. uh bu- 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 it'll come to me it'll mm. come to- it was about the lemon and um it, it's gone it's gone it will come back back. it'll come back so the chess is so right number three drink me eat me now what this strikes for me is it it reflects and reminds us of the self-doubt and the lack of trust that we have in our own world Mm. so what would you do with that situation of drink me and then well let, let's let's hold it there. Anything. What would you do? So there's a there's a potion on you know you're down this in this magical, wondrous, whimsical place, and there it is. Drink me. Would you drink mm. it?
0: I feel like the curiosity would take over and I and I would. Mm. But I say that and you know, I'm not in that situation. So I don't, I don't know, but I yeah. would like to think that that's what I would do.
1: <laughs> and the creative, and this yet again is a great one, and this is where Lewis Carroll's genius of, of penning this, this amazing story brought in so much. You would like to think, I would venture that you wouldn't. Mm. You wouldn't. Because of the all the conditioning that we had or have, And and this is not you personally. I'm, you know, horror of horrors generalizing. But, well, you don't know what's in there. It could be nitric acid, Mm. for example. But it brings in that kind of actual uncertainty of what's in the bottle. And yet again, that's the antidote to certainty. And we don't like that. We like certainty as humans, mainly. There are vast exceptions where... Uh, What's what's that term that label? Adrenaline junkies. The world is based on uncertainty, not certainty. Uh, The variety,
0: which is the opposite, isn't it in in that
1: model? Yeah, but they are vastly in the minority, vastly. So we've got this, we've got this, you know, this bottle and this label that says "Drink me," but we don't. Why? Because of the trust, the distrust that we have. In life generally if you put a child in there mm, I would venture that most children would drink it and I'm Mm. not saying that's a good thing because it could be nitric acid but I'm just explaining or highlighting or trying to I suppose reflect back Lewis Carroll's message here because this is the power of Alice in Wonderland for me anything that there is so there are so many messages for life in here so many and then on the flip side is Um, i'm
0: sorry paul i lost you there you were breaking up
1: that's fine don't worry i was talking so i'm recorded when that happens you don't need to say anything don't worry okay yeah. Um, so on the flip side of that, the cake. Now, she shrinks by drinking the, the potion. But then not only goes back to status quo, but enlarges by eating the cake. Hence the saying, drink me, eat me. Mm. But we don't, do we? Because there again, what's in that cake? Could be arsenic in the cake. Yeah. But I wonder how many metaphoric children in a room of, say, 100, hundred hundred children in a room that says, eat me, how many children would actually say no? Mm. Very few. Very few. Mm.
0: Yeah. I, but, you know, I feel like that it, for good reason as well, that people are <clears throat> careful and cautious. You know, we we do exist in a world where yes, there's a lot of beauty, there's a lot of wonder, but there's also a lot of really terrible things that happen. So Mm. it's no wonder that people are careful and cautious. And I suppose it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, we, for example you know we're talking about like a bottle of, of something and you know you don't know what it is and um same thing with if, if someone was walking down the street and asked you for directions and you kind of say that you you judge them and maybe they they look a certain way that you feel like you're a bit kind of afraid or you're a bit you know it's like do, <sighs> The, the the question is always you know are we going to keep ourselves safe or are we going to trust I don't know really where I'm going with this but I'm just trying to kind of <laughs> dance with that idea of like there is all there is dangerous things in the world then there is a certain to a certain degree we do have to keep ourselves safe you know but at the same time there's just trusting and especially with people I feel like that lack of trust with people is um something that's really not serving anyone and I feel like the more that we can just trust people with a certain level of discernment it puts that out into the universe and it creates that energetic you know it 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 shifts uh, our reality, in a sense, by putting trust out there, then we get trust back. But, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to explore this kind of problem, if you like, of actually the reality of the dangers in the world as well. I mean, you you know firsthand from your life's experience that that's there, and um, it's an interesting one. Any thoughts around that at all? Mm,
1: millions, zillions, billions, yeah. trillions.
0: Yeah.
1: The simplicity of it is we all need a riverbank. Mm. That's the simplicity. We all need a riverbank. That confidant, that, I, I don't want to stick labels on it, but those people, um, and they're, they're, you know, they're. I think they're very few and far between. They're not on every street corner, but those people that we can that give us that space, that give us that security, that give us that everything. To sort of just be who we want to be. It, and and that's, you know, that's kind of in many respects might come across as quite philosophical, but that's where my world's landed after, you know after a certain uh, few years on on this beautiful planet, because Mm. I think there's that sweet spot to be had between, as you, as you know, I mean, my life has been dominated by darkness, by violence, by addiction. You know, you've seen some of the, you know, you've seen the area where I was brought up at, you know, we've shared those. uh, I've shared with you those experiences and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So yes, my world is very real. However, I allowed my world to distort the reality of who I truly was for many, many, many years. And I've actually come back the other way now, whether, and that's why I can flirt and live in this whimsical, crazy world of childlike curiosity, speak to young people, get inspired by them massively because they're not constrained by the fears of what might happen yes these things can happen and they do happen let's be blunt about this hyenas crimes such as raping children do take place let's not mince our words mm. you know old people do get beat up and left for dead let's not mince yeah. our words this mm. is real and these are not isolated however in the bigger pic you know in the bigger picture of things and i'm certainly not trivialising those those horrific horrific scenarios i'm not and and listeners please i hope i don't come across as being insensitive in that respect because i'm certainly not far from it i also know the beauty of this world the beauty that i've come to know and understand by the other side of that coin in fact it's not the other side of the coin because that denotes it's a 50 50 it's not a 50 50 this world is a beautiful beautiful wondrous place and one that i made the conscious decision many years ago to choose love over fear does that mean i'm just lay down and become everybody's fool and let people trample all over me no it doesn't does that mean i'd stand by and watch a loved one attacked no it doesn't does that mean i would step in and take whatever necessary action i needed to to protect a loved one you're damn right i would so there is that balance to be had but i feel that you know, we can either be that person that is our own riverbank and our own flow, which can be quite <laughs> quite challenging when you're constantly changing gears, or be part of a team where the flow and the riverbank go hand in hand. Mm. Mad Hatter. Mad Hatter. You see, that's brought a Cheshire smile to your face. <laughs> <laughs> And the quote, I just want to kind of, this leads us nicely into Steve Jobs. And just a a quote from this one You're actually, you're entirely bonkers. But I tell you a secret all the best people are. Uh, I love that. (laughs) Is there anything to add? I mean, or does that kind of say it all? It says
0: it all. It says it all.
1: And as I've alluded to, that brings in the Steve, uh, some Steve Jobs. Quotes and I want to start with that Ionic one. Is Ionic I I I anyway is well known <laughs> Is well known <laughs> one. And this really, I feel, addresses world game changers. Okay. The people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world, or those who do. Yeah, that's so powerful.
0: And it's so true.
1: Because with Alice's childlike curiosity, she believed in the betterment. She believed in the good. She had the trust to drink the potion. She had the trust to eat the cake. She had the trust to, and the courage. It's not a word we've used too much in this this uh, dialogue, in this dance, the courage. Mm. To go on a, on a journey of self-discovery, Wow, yeah. that's not a bad lesson for us to learn, is it?
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because my idea of um, what courage means has actually changed through my life. And I used to think that when you had courage, you weren't afraid. But actually, I, I feel like now courage is you're afraid, but you do it anyway.
1: Beautiful. That's oh, kind of, Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it adds in awareness doesn't it yeah it adds in awareness yeah i know this and it's like okay if i do taste the lemon you know it's going to taste bitter it's going to taste you know whatever it's going to taste um but i'm going to do it anyway you know you and i have spoke around the proverbial 10 meter diving board Yeah standing exactly. up there and you look down and then you've got somebody chattering in your ear rebecca rebecca It's 30, 30 odd feet, 33 feet. You've got to jump. Look how far down it is. And when you get into that pool, it's freezing, absolutely freezing. And it'll take your breath away. And and the pool is not that deep. So just be careful. Just be careful. And you really don't want to do it. And that's a great story that we all tell ourselves around what I call the 10 meter diving board. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: And, And the unknown comes into it as well. I feel like another one, another metaphor for this, that's definitely been very kind of true for me in my life is like public speaking and talking in front of a lot of people. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to as well. It's one of the the, the biggest fears, I think, amongst, um, you know, people. Um, and it's, it's funny because you see people, if someone's giving a talk or something and you, and you feel like, oh, they must have no nerves because they're appearing, you know, how however they're appearing, they're confident. Um, but actually it's, it's interesting because I don't think it's always the case. I've you know the nerves uh do come into it. Um, and um you know when I've like listened to podcasts or people talking about giving a talk and you know it's it's doing something scary, but the courage is to just do it anyway yeah, even though it's scary yeah um yeah, so, yeah. definitely,
1: definitely. So continuing the Steve Jobs theme then, listeners, he quoted, For the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself if today were the last day of my life, would I do what I'm about to do today? Whenever the answer has been no for too many days, it's time to change. That's great, isn't it? Mm. because don't we get so certain in our certainty that I'm going to be here today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years. Mm. It's not, it's not granted. It's not granted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we, I feel like we, uh, the vast majority live in a very comfortable world and comfortable is, is, you know, there's, Parts of that that are good, you know it's good to be um self loving and and have that kind of um self care in a sense, but comfort can actually be a really uh insidious thing after a while,
1: can't it insidious I like that word mm. insidious it's got a real power to it, hasn't it insidious, yeah. And I,
0: yeah because it's it's one of those things that it's almost I feel like almost the, the the most uh insidious things are the ones that are actually appearing to be something that's good or like so so comfort you know you feel like oh comfort surely it's a good thing it's you know but actually there's something insidious about it
1: so do you say I would just growl there yeah can you can you growl for us what's what's a female what's a tigress's growl like? <laughs> Grr. right okay anyway we'll do a podcast around this we'll, we do
0: yeah yeah we right. need
1: to, i think we might need <laughs> no, paul i think I need, I need to work to, on my growl <laughs> well, who am i to judge whether that was good bad or indifferent and on that note of need to work on it jobs Your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't Mm. settle. But Mm -hmm. we do settle, don't we? Yeah. We do settle for, you know, the normal because... That's what mainstream society expects. I know when I was brought up, you know, the, you know, the old sort of model was, you know, when you left school, you went down pit or you got an apprenticeship or you went in the forces and then you'd serve you, your time. Then you would do 25 years, you'd get a gold watch and, you know, this, that and the other. And in between time, you'd meet a local girl, you'd have 2.34 children, you'd have a mortgage. It was all mapped out. Hmm. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 we settled for that Well, actually, I personally never settled for it because my life was so chaotic that. But I watched this around me, and, you know, that thing of Steve's uh, two words at the end don't settle. But we do want to settle, don't we, as humans? We want that. We're back to certainty again and control. I do want to settle. I do want to have control of this rather hmm. than flirting with that unsettled variety or uncertainty sprinkling that spice into our lives
0: yeah and I feel like that mindset of you know settling needing that control needing that certainty that would have really served us back in the day when we were in a tribe because there were our lives every day were really in danger of actually dying you know there would be tigers around there would be other tribes you know it would be actually quite um serving to have that mindset whereas we're not we don't exist in that world but I feel like our bodies still really have that it's so deeply ingrained and it's like we have this body that we feel like you know we, we were born in this day and this is the body we have but I feel like our bodies hold within us stuff that's ancient isn't it it's like the the dna it's carried through it's not we're not just born fresh we're born with dna we're born with um i feel like so much kind of deeply rooted uh instinctiveness within us and and so yeah i guess it's it's having that awareness isn't it to know that these things that are playing out they 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 have the kind of their good intentions in a sense it's trying to make sure we don't die but we're not living in that world now where I mean you know I, I I'm not and many some people may be um you know I think that it's not good to generalize and just say that you know but it, from my from my point of view and I think the majority of people in this world now are not in that immediate threat of danger of of dying as we were we would be in a tribe
1: ah hmm. oh, that's that's a math that's a good question um that's a good question to ask i don't know if i necessarily agree with that statement but still let's move on before we okay. go down a rabbit hole okay i've always been attracted to the more revolutionary changes i don't know why because they're much harder more stressful emotionally And you usually go through a a period where everyone tells you you failed completely. One of Jobs's um, sayings, doesn't that also lend itself to revolutionary changes? Isn't that what Alice was doing? She was exploring revolutionary change. Mm. She was entering a new world of not the tried and tested, because even as a young child, you know, there's that kind of, you know, that formate, formative years where your model of the world is set. Yes, there's still many, many experiences to, to unfold thereafter. But, you know, I think, uh, is it from the age of seven, eight, around that, your kind of previous formative years, the die has been cast, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but this revolutionary change to swim against the tide Alice was swimming against the tide, wasn't she? And that's why I feel that, you know, from my... uh, I feel so strange to say this, but research on this podcast. Mm. Research. I don't know if I can even spell research anymore, let alone know what it means. (laughs) Any thoughts on that one?
0: Yeah. So so I feel like Alice is exactly right. She was pushing the boundaries and the edges around what's possible into into you know the in into the possible so going above and beyond um and uh pushing pushing the edges mm. that's a definite theme within alice in wonderland isn't it that that um believing in in things that are uh, or or believing everything is possible yeah um, and it's interesting how a lot of the kind of geniuses um that have cropped up uh like Picasso one of his quotes was everything you you can imagine is real and I feel like there's so much to be kind of explored uh, at, there's such a there's such a power in in kind of not having any boundaries of what what is possible Mm. and kind of going above and beyond, you know?
1: Yeah. Above and beyond. Below and beyond.
0: Below and beyond. (laughs)
1: Let's move on to another one. Okay. Remembering that you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. I love that. Mm. Because we build this. It's almost, I'm going, I'm going to take ownership of this rather than offer generalizations. Live it, I, I lived in a goldfish bowl of a belief system. This is me. This defines me. And... I don't want to lose whatever bit I've got. I want to control it. I want to hold on to it. And I'm glad, so glad that as painful as it was, that metaphoric goldfish bowl got smashed. Because this little metaphoric goldfish then was allowed to swim. Mm. And then by swimming in, you know, in local puddles first, and then in, you know, streams and then in rivers and then in life's oceans, I've met with some other great, great, great whales that have been very, very helpful, very helpful. Mm. Any thoughts on that, that remembering you're going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose? You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart.
0: Mm. Yeah. For me, what that what that does is make kind of, it shows that what's already within you is what we're always trying to search for outside of us, but it's already there, you know? Um, I think so much of the time we're looking for the answer or we're looking for Something outside of us, whereas actually we've got everything we need already within us.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. This next one from Steve, I call him Steve. It makes it sound like he was a close personal friend. <laughs> <laughs> Best Steve, Stevie boy. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a bromance. Um, who coined that phrase, bromance? Anyway,
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, do you like that phrase? I mean, yeah, yeah, Yeah. anyway, this is the penultimate one. Your time is limited, so don't waste it by living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most importantly, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. What that says to me, listeners, um, you've heard me flag up so many times, Dame Shirley Bassey, with that iconic, beyond, beyond iconic, this is my life, because that's exactly what she says. Yeah. This is my life. And if you really love me, you'll be pleased that I'm living and doing what I want to do. Mm. Because if you don't, well, I'm not really bothered anyway,
0: yeah. And I feel like that's the most loving thing that you can actually do because that not only inspires other people, but it by living in your truth and the truth of who you are and, and living, you know, with um led by your heart and doing the thing that lights you up and and you're, and living your purpose everyone's so unique so each one will look differently but it will be done with such fullness and wholeness um that what falls out of that is like the best that it can possibly be so by being the best that you can possibly be is not only the best thing you can do for yourself but it's the best thing you can do
1: for others yeah yeah Last but not least, just a few words on this one from Jobs. I want to put a ding into the universe.
0: A what? A A ding. 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 Okay.
1: (laughs) I mean, ding. I mean, it's got endless possibilities.
0: It has. I love that. (laughs) I want
1: to put a ding in the universe. My own personal reaction to that listeners was when i said the word ding it was massively massively energetically uplifting yeah that was my own thoughts Mm. yeah
0: there's almost a there's a musicality to it
1: musicality there's a word now maybe this, and you know what's coming now. I can tell by the reading your face now, Rebecca, that you know what's coming on this musicality <laughs> that- and this exploration of the unknown and this this whole Shazaz. Shazazz. Shazaz. Uh, yes. Let's duet. Let's duet. Don't, don't commit yourself now. Hold that thought.
0: Okay. Okay. Hold that thought
1: deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of want to start to bring things towards a close now if I may by saying bringing in Alice and Steve together sometimes you just got to fall down a rabbit hole and deal with reality rather than wondering about how different things could have been mm, yeah. draw your light doesn't that go back to what I said at the top or suggested at the top When you, you know, draw a line in the sand, go forward with a purpose. Yeah. You will find it rather than you're waiting for, you know, and I often use the kind of Prince Charming, you know, Robin's Tony Robbins speaks about this. So many people waste their lives looking for the perfect love. It doesn't exist. Go and co-create it. Mm. Go and co-create it. And it's the same thing for me this is parallel there with purpose go and create it do yeah. something
0: yeah yeah and i i feel like a lot of the time as well people are trying to search for that they're searching for that that person that you know um that they want to see that has this xyz is you know all these lists of things but they're actually forgetting about being that person for themselves as well So how can you expect to go out there and find this person that you've kind of, you know, created, idealized in your in your mind, but you're not actually being that person for yourself or you're not actually kind of like I feel like that, that, uh, that search, actually, if you just bring that back to yourself, then naturally, it's it it evolves. But yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, it's a a co-creation, you know. Mm.
1: so alice Rebecca, anyone i don't you know the, the labels well it, the label is irrelevant with all due respect for to your parents for giving you know giving you that <laughs> name rebecca so that will be respected that will be respected but in the context of playfulness and going down rabbit holes etc etc have we left any holes uh, on, I was going to say unturned. No, it's stones that you leave unturned. No, I'm going to stand by my words. Let's leave mm. Have we left any rabbit holes unturned? I feel like
0: yes and no. I feel like because we've explored a lot of... So many rabbit holes. But there's always more rabbit holes. But the rabbit holes oh. that we've explored are you know they've taken us in all sorts of directions and I feel like there's there's been a theme of kind of um you know nothing's impossible and and going kind of you know beyond boundaries beyond limits and uh diving diving into the unknown so
1: maybe maybe just as there was a sequel to um you know when Lewis Carroll wrote um Alice in Wonderland, Alice Through the Looking Glass, maybe there's a sequel to this podcast then, Webecca.
0: I, I feel like there is.
1: Oh. And you know, it's,
0: <laughs> it's interesting what's just come to be, because you know how you, you kind of talk around uh, becoming the grey man um, mm. and becoming into nothingness. So your name is nothing and my name is anything. How funny <laughs> is that?
1: <laughs> okay. So, listeners, when you um, when you see profiles out there in future, they will be. What will they be?
0: Nothing and anything. Nothing and anything.
1: I think we better leave it there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably. Probably should. Maybe a bit too many rabbit holes for the day. Okay.
1: Um, Rebecca, do you just want to share with listeners how people can find out more about World Game Changers, you know, um, because you're the lady that's got a finger on the pulse with all the, uh, you know, uh, the technical stuff, the social media stuff, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Okay, sure. So uh, World Game Changers, the website is kind of the main hub to go to. Um, We also have a Facebook group. So if you go to worldgamechangers.org, that's the website, um, you can join the Facebook group from there. And, uh, you know, we're posting regular content and uh, all sorts of kind of inspirational uh, insights and uh, uh, posts about projects and things. So uh, it's definitely worth joining to kind of keep up to date with what's going on. Um, We also have a YouTube channel. So the podcasts are uh, on YouTube. They're on Spotify, uh, various other platforms. So, again, you can uh, access that through the website. Um, we have an Instagram as well. So uh, give us a follow on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I think there's there's lots of exciting things uh, coming up. I mean, next year is just going to be uh, crazy. So uh, watch this space.
1: Mm. Some might say bonkers.
0: Bonkers, berserk.
1: <laughs> bonkers. I like that word, bonkers. Yeah. And on that uh, curious note, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope you've enjoyed it as, as I, you know, I've certainly have. And I know by the Cheshire Cat Smiles that Rebecca has been uh, exhibiting throughout this dance, if cats can dance. Well, these two cats can dance because we have, we do, we will. Um, you know, it's just been so good to have you along with us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Have you got something out of it. And uh, other than that, because I'm, I'm as you can tell, I'm waffling now. I'm going down rabbit holes because I'm excited. But what I'm going to say is this. Remember